Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Galinsky and Dr. Dennis Becker. Everybody, this is Robin and here with Dennis. Today we're going to talk about something that is uh, you can't hear. Uh, it's basically nonverbal approval and disapproval. We're going to talk about the manipulative tactics of paralanguage, facial expressions. I think that encompasses most of it, right, Dennis? And yeah, let's, uh, let me just let me just clarify this word paralanguage because that may be a new term for a lot of people. I'm sure. <clears throat> it's a technical term. Paralanguage means all of those things that when you are listening, you are actually communicating to the speaker. You're not talking, but you make a face, you know, you raise your eyebrows. Or you, how many times have you heard this? Oh, what? Or somebody will say, mm-hmm. Um, all those little sort of grunts and groans and sounds that people make, they're part of paralanguage. The reason we call it paralanguage, because if you were ever asked to write down, how do you describe something like, oh, but it means a lot when you're in a conversation and somebody's going, oh, 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 oh. How do you write that down? It's it's language, but it's para language. So that's what that means. So Robin, you go on. I didn't I just wanted to define that term, but yeah, no, it's important and it's very subtle. And uh it could be a growl. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it could be in a crowd where the only you're you only you hear it because of proximity. So it could mm -hmm. be very, very subtle. What's so dangerous about nonverbal communication? is that it's registered by your subconscious. Uh, it's particularly micro expressions and micro expressions are a fraction of a second, a fraction of a second. They're very fleeting. One important thing I learned that I wanna share is that all of our facial expressions are symmetrical except for one, which is contempt. And contempt looks like it looks like somebody took an invisible fish hook and lifted up one corner of your lip. Just one little corner goes up. Like that. Uh, you see me do it, everybody? See me? I no, just it. Nobody's oh, seeing no. us. Never mind. <laughs> that was a half smile. Anyway, this is more of a like, <laughs> like it looks yeah. like, but it, it's, it, it just goes by really fast. What happens when that happens is your subconscious registers these expressions and processes yeah. them. And so if you're ever in a conversation, here's the, what will happen is a manipulator will be communicating non-verbally to you a different message than they're communicating verbally, particularly mm -hmm. when uh, there are witnesses, right? If, you're if your manipulator is a very charming, mm -hmm. charismatic person, and they don't want anyone to see their dark side, only they want to control you with it, this is where they'll use this tactic. And yeah. here's how you know that it's happening because it's so fast, right? A fraction of a second registers in your subconscious. You start to feel bad. You start to feel anxious because the brain does not like that disconnect. The brain doesn't like one message coming out of your mouth, but I'm getting a whole nother message. Alarm bells start going off. 
Yeah, let's talk about that for just a second so we're really clear about what we're we're explaining here. There's a difference between subconscious and the brain. Robin mentioned both of those things. Uh, Think about it this way. You have, I'm sure, seen pictures of the brain. You heard about it. You see people, one side of the brain can light up when you do this, and the side lights up when you do that. You've all, you can, you maybe have actually seen an actual brain. It's something you can take out and look at. You can hold it. You can weigh it. We can, how many of you have ever seen the mind, the subconscious? No, you haven't because nobody has. But what is it? We always we refer to it all the time about the mindset. Oh, oh you're out of your mind. Oh, mind your own business. Well, we use the term. We refer to it as it's a thing, but no one has ever actually seen it. But Robin used the term subconscious. Now, the subconscious mind is a very, very, very powerful thing. And in many ways, it's more powerful than your brain. Because the subconscious contains all of the things that you think of and have ever learned in your lifetime. So we're not going to go into a whole big deal here of explaining the difference between the brain and the mind, but the the mind consists of three parts, conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. The subconscious part is what we're talking about. Your conscious mind is what you are using right now as you listen to me talk. You're thinking about the words I'm saying. You're imagining what they mean. This is the conscious mind in action. You use it all the time when you're talking to you. Listen to Robin. You're listening through your conscious mind. Now, the subconscious, on the other hand, contains all those things that you don't have to think about anymore, that you learned, that are just there. They're in your mind. You don't have to think about how you walk anymore. You don't have to think about how you hold your spoon anymore. You don't think about how you drink out of a cup anymore. But there was a time when you had to think about that. You had to have conscious concentration on that thing, holding your pen, buttoning a shirt, brushing your teeth, everything. Now that you've learned it, you don't think about it consciously. You put it in your subconscious. Now, the unconscious, we're not even going to talk about that because the unconscious is what happens when you go to sleep. I mentioned it, so I want to explain it. You're unconscious. You're not consciously thinking about anything. This is why things get so goofy in, in dreams dogs talk and people fly and you know all kinds of crazy stuff we're not talking about the unconscious robin mentioned the subconscious nonverbal behavior is very much a part of your subconscious and the interesting thing about this is on the manipulator side they can be very conscious of their nonverbal behavior and they are and they are they are adept. They will give you a sneer, a <clears throat> smile, a, a shrug wink. of the shrug of the shoulders, a tap, a pat, yep. a grunt. Yep, yep. Because they, they consciously put that in that place to control the momentum of the moment they're going through with you. And so, what we want you to know is that your reaction to those nonverbal things often may come through your subconscious. You're not thinking about it. That's what they want. 
They don't want so you to think like about it. that's like brainwashing. It's a form of brainwashing and control. It's when they've gone to the next level. When they have um, indoctrinated you, well, trained you and indoctrinated mm-hmm. you into their system of what they want you to do, it, it, it's very subtle. They could, it's just a look. It's just a look can shut you down. <laughs> Nobody you'll... else sees it going on. Yeah. It's happening right under everyone's noses. I was going to say, Robin, that probably all of us have had that experience growing up when our mother or father would all they had to do is look at you in a certain way and you knew what they meant. Yeah. And you're tuned in to want their approval right away away. and uh, care about whether they approve or disapprove. And so the manipulator over time, if you're, if you're deep in a relationship with a manipulator, they will train you Mm -hmm. to seek their approval or their disapproval. Mm -hmm. Obviously they look for targets. If you, if you didn't hear the Gary Zukov quote, clip it was a couple episodes ago you should listen to these in order anyway but uh, it was very powerful because he spoke about the mindset of the manipulator which is looking for that person who's insecure doesn't feel good about themselves is looking for approval and disapproval well the easiest people of all to control are people who are seeking the approval of others Mm -hmm. Uh, you know this is what concerns me about social media i'll just say a quick 60 seconds on that we are training this generation to seek the approval and the likes of others and they are losing themselves. And it's very, very manipulative, very much in their subconscious. So they're addicted to their phones. I related to people like this. I've seen this. It's frightening because they don't know who they are without the approval of the social media. And it's a, it's a real robbing of, of your self, your mind, your sense of self. You know, if I could go back just a little bit, Robin, uh, maybe we should talk about this in media moment, but but, uh, in the 1960s, there was a rather famous guy by the name of Marshall McLuhan, and maybe many of you have heard of him, and he wrote a book about this issue, and I won't go into it in detail, but if you get a chance, look up Marshall McLuhan. We can drop it in our show notes, Dennis. The medium is the message. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but he, like social media, television in his day was the social media of his day. And he talks about how the medium itself, the medium of television was controlling people's behavior. It's an interesting book, but I don't want to go too much into detail of that, but it does deal with this issue of nonverbal and subconscious behavior of individuals. And that's what we're talking about when you react subconsciously to these little micro expressions that Robin was mentioning. When you react to those, that's what they want. Mm. They have consciously, strategically put together what seems like a ridiculous thing. It's the movement of an eyebrow, if it's a touch on the shoulder, any of that. Clenching of a jaw. They've consciously thought that through and decided this is how they can impact the momentum of the moment in you. That's why we're pointing them out. I mean, we're talking about tactics, all these other episodes, if he says this or if she says that or so forth. This is something that's not necessarily said, perhaps done. And the reason we're including those other paralanguage things that we mentioned a few minutes ago is because they're they're nonverbal. They're not words that you can write down, but they're very much a part of this whole tactic that has to do with the way they look at you, the way they touch you. 
the sounds they make around you, all of which are consciously intended to control the momentum of the moment that they are controlling with you. That's what we're talking about here. And we often refer to this kind of communication as the subtext, right? I heard your words, what you said, but that's yeah. not what you meant. Yeah. That's not what you really meant. What do you and mean so, is not what I meant? That's exactly, I say what I mean. What do you mean is what, mm -hmm. what you meant? It, it provides mm -hmm. them plausible deniability, but two can play that game. So when you're, when you're dealing with this situation, besides all the advice we've given you on marking this in your notes, very important, very important that you write down uh, what was happening at that time, specifically, what was the nonverbal communication, but um, just ignore it. Ignore the nonverbal focus on just taking the words at face value mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and completely ignore the subtext, the paralanguage, mm -hmm. whatever else is going on. We can't impress too strongly with you the idea that this nonverbal behavior used on you and then your reaction to it is so subtle. Mm -hmm. It's so fast. Uh, Robin used the term micro expressions. Let me just point out that the normal human brain is capable of processing 11 million bits of information every second. You heard that right. Every second it's processing things. You know, how your heart beats, where the blood flows, should I scratch my head, how do my feet feel now, Are my hands cold, all of that, everything in your body is controlled by your brain, add it up. Now, let's add to that, things like the temperature in the room, how dark is it, uh, what time is it, all of the things that I'm surround hungry, your I'm cold, life. I'm tired. <laughs> all of it controlled by the brain. So when I tell you 11 million things, bits of information every second, I'm not exaggerating. So now- What just happened? What's going to happen? What's happening right now? <laughs> think about what that micro expression does. They know that they can produce it and you can see it, understand it, be impacted by it in a fraction of a second. Mm -hmm. That's why these nonverbal things are so important to you. It's not just words. Remember, we talked about manipulation being, you can't have manipulation without communication, but communication is not just words and sounds. It's things that you see that you do. It's all the nonverbal behaviors as well. I have two things. I have one, a little yeah. story. And the other thing is a practical, easily implementable piece of uh, advice to help you with this Good. The little Good. story is I heard from a man who uh, would target women to for sex. Oh, have you ever heard of that before? No, that's a rare thing. Not. Okay. So he would go into bars looking for women to see if he could pick them up start a, you know, a conversation with them, but the way he would test is he would, he would get closer with physical proximity. Then in the course of the conversation, he would touch the woman's leg, like in the context of the conversation, did she say anything? Did she move away? Did she brush it away? So it would start out small 
and then increase. And next thing you know, and we all have seen those jokey things that happened with uh, teenagers in junior high school where the boy yawns and puts his arm around the girl in the movie theater, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's a much more sophisticated, refined version of that. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is a lot of times with women, and I am speaking about women in this particular instance, they don't want to be rude. And the guys being so polite and so friendly, they don't want to say anything that would make them look bad. And you have to handle this the moment it happens. So if you're more comfortable, you make an excuse to move away, create a physical barrier, pull your leg away, or uh, that, that's, those are all the subtle ways of doing it. Or you're, you're more Robin style and you say, please take your hand off my leg. That's inappropriate. You've, you hit it, hit them directly between the eyes. Most people aren't comfortable with that, by the way. Um, usually the, the um, it's a very, I have had a very aggressive response to that. <laughs> been called yeah. names. They don't mm-hmm. like that. But anyway, I just want to say that you've got to handle it. Don't allow that. Don't allow their thigh to press against yours on the subway. Don't allow their hand to rest on your leg. They're testing how long, how, how, where are you going to do anything? Can I try the next thing and the next thing and the next thing? Um, I know a particularly very manipulative man who uses the excuse of smelling a woman's perfume. So he sticks his nose in the waitress's ear and does a big Oh, you smell so good. What kind of perfume are you wearing? Oh, yeah, boy. that's bullshit. I'm oh, sorry. Boy. I'm cussing now, but that's <laughs> bullshit. Um, so, and particularly targeting somebody at work where they can't say something. Okay. So yeah. that's enough of the stories. All right, listen, let me talk tip. about, let me, let me talk about work because this happens okay, at work. But I, I don't want to forget my ex- practical tip. I want to give you an example of how this happens at work. And I bet most of you, don't even think of this. Let's let me explore this. Ooh, you when got I, me on the edge of my seat. When you meet somebody for the first time, one of the first things you do is what you say hello, right? And oftentimes, well, we're changing a little bit since COVID, but oftentimes, what do you do? You shake hands, right? You shake, oh hi, nice to meet you, or whatever, right? When you shake hands with someone else, think about it. You have an impression, don't you? You get an impression by the handshake. It's a kind of a micro expression. Yeah. What do you get? Is it strong? Is it weak? Is it wet and clammy? You know, is it just sort of simple? (laughs) What is it? That gives you an impression. Too long. Oh, oh, yes. There you go. Is it too long? I don't want to bring him up again, but Mr. Trump, 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 Trump. Trump. Remember, he had a habit of pulling the person forward. Yeah. Yeah. Get the handshake and pull it towards him. That sense of control. Yeah. Slide their other hand up your elbow. On the elbow. Yeah. These are all methods of control, controlling the momentum of the moment of a handshake is something as simple as that. And then you get a reaction to it. Think about it. When you shake hands with somebody, what do you think about? Part of what you think about is what that handshake communicated to you. So we have examples of this everywhere, even at work with a simple thing like a handshake. So the practical tip and pointer is we talk about something in our communication coaching business called face contact instead of eye contact. This is where you don't make eye contact. You look in between the person's eyes. So the bridge of the nose, if you focus your eyes in between their eyes, they do not know that you're not making eye contact. 
they think you're making eye contact. But this is a very powerful self-protective thing you can do. Because when you look directly into their eyes, well, I mean, there's a million cartoons and jokes about this, right? Look deep into my eyes. You will Mm -hmm. do what I say. Mm -hmm. You know, there is an energy connection when you look into someone's eyes and that energetic connection is broken. And I don't Mm -hmm. go crazy about the science on this. You know, you've all felt eyes in the back. You've all felt somebody (laughs) staring at you and turned around somebody staring at you. I don't know what the science is, but as a human, these are our experiences. You will break that energetic connection if you look Mm -hmm. in between their eyes and they won't know that you're not. Mm -hmm. So just do it with your manipulator. It'll, Mm -hmm. it'll break some of the control they have over you. Yeah. That's, that's the key thing. And it's good. You know, micro expression control momentum of that moment, that moment, that moment of touch with a handshake, that moment of look with eye contact, that moment of feel when someone touches your elbow or your shoulder. Oh, that's a You moment. know, when you get the creeps, some people just give yep. you the creeps. As soon yep. as you're within yep. their space bubble, you go, oof. I yep. had a, yep. my sister had an ex-husband like that. I, I got a chill down my spine every time yeah. I looked at him and he was but, one dark person. But you know, Robin, on the other hand, we don't want to be too negative about this because there are times when someone is really feeling depressed or suffering or hurt or anguished. And the nice thing to do is to walk over and put your arm around them or just put your hand on their shoulder or you rub their backs. It's going to be okay. We're here for you. All of that is nonverbal behavior too. So we want to make the case here that all, all nonverbal behavior is bad and negative and off. And I watch don't out think for we're it. doing that. I think, no, no, you know, I know, it's but I want to be careful. You, it's not going to hurt you to be a little paranoid. That's my view. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's just like air on the side of self-protection. That, and, okay. you know, All right. The I, self-protection. Especially idea, with women, Dennis, that's a man. Like a woman comes it. over and pats you on the head or pats you on the head or rubs your back. <laughs> it's very different than if a man comes over and rubs me on my back. Okay. I'm sorry. This is true. It's very this is different. true. No, you're absolutely right. This is true. Uh, perspectives. Know, That's why we're bringing you two perspectives. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying this. I'm just reporting it. It's a man's world. I'm reporting it that way because that's the way it's been. And thankfully Time's we up. are, we're getting over it. That's we're getting up. past that. It's slowly, but surely, but you're absolutely right. It's a different impact when it happens to or from a man or a woman. And, but we don't want to make context and the power awful. dynamic between them. There's so many variables. Yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah. we're giving you advice without knowing all of that. We're doing the yes. best we can to help you be aware and know what to do, but you're going to yeah, have to oh, use your own judgment. Hello, right. use your own brain yeah. and your own gut. Don't ignore yeah. those icky feelings you yeah. get from people. Yeah. yeah. You have, you have built in alarm bells. You just have and, to listen to them. And you, Oh, wait a minute now. That's boy, what Robin just said there was really important. Listen oh, to the alarm you. bells and pay attention. See, this is what I'm going to throw back to subconscious. In mm. your subconscious, yeah, you don't listen to those things. You just, you just respond. You, I mean, you just react. You don't even respond. Oh, you just feel it. And sometimes you don't think about it because. Mm. That's the way they control you by controlling what they know is probably in your subconscious. So you need to be really careful of the way you feel, the way you react to something. And a big part of it is awareness. 
So being aware that this could be happening, take a look at your own subconscious. How do I feel when this or that happens to me? In, in, In other situations, not just with your manipulator. Maybe it's different with some people than it is with others, as Robin was pointing out, different when a man does it or a woman does it. Most of that is coming from your subconscious learned behavior. And they know that and they use that against you. So you have to be really careful. I mean, another word for them could be energy vampire. Um, And Mm. then, you know, if a lot of books on narcissism talk about a narcissistic supply source, Mm. which to me is they're draining, they're taking energy from you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to feel that. Yeah. And the key is what are you going to do about it? Hopefully yep. some of the things we're suggesting here. Yep. But we yep. should probably uh, maybe do our media moment. What do you think, Dennis? Yeah. And then we'll do wrap up. Do you have anything up, more sure. you want to add about nonverbal? We could go on forever about nonverbal. I'm shaking my head now. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, in India, that means yes. So I'm going to assume you have the American <laughs> meaning. <laughs> and you've all perhaps noticed as, as as we've been going along the little paralanguage now and then you hear Robin's talking and you hear in the background mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's me paralanguage agreeing with me on everything of course of course <laughs> I'll reframe your reality mister <laughs> all right <laughs> producer Dave get us to the media moment before I get scared. in more trouble the R&D media moment <laughs> Okay, today's media moment actually is fascinating. I'm going to play a trailer for a podcast called The French Deception, and then I'll tell you why it's relevant today. Hmm. Hello. Hello. The best scams are irresistible. Hello. I don't mean irresistible to hear about, although that too. I mean to the person being conned. The mark. A good scam isn't a single event in time, like a robbery. The problem, the bank saying me. No, a truly great con is a story, one that taps into the listener's greed or loneliness or vanity. As you know, I'm sending you $45 million. To run this kind of scam, you have to invent a whole imaginary world and then put your mark inside it. Make them a part of it so they're playing a role inhabiting a new persona, just like you are. That's the art part of being a con artist. If you could do that, if you could make a story so enticing that the listener lives inside of it and doesn't want to leave, you don't even have to steal their money. They'll just give it to you. It was a fairy tale. But it was so real. <laughs> this is a- important because Hello. This, this guy, uh, Gilbert Chickley, I think is his name, basically with just a phone, just using the phone. So he's got no nonverbal communication. He's only got verbal communication. Scammed tens of millions of dollars, tens of millions. It's absolutely fascinating. He duped uh, some of the most famous people out of their fortunes. And I'm just amazed by this. And they're saying that we're living in the golden age of scammers right now. And the power of seduction is so um, so attractive and attracting to people. I, I actually have a friend of a friend who came to a girl's night out at my house. And she said, Robin, can you talk to her? And I said, why? And she said, um, she's developed an online only relationship with a man and she keeps sending him money. And you just 
talked to her for five minutes and he went, oh my God. So her husband had died and she inherited life insurance and she was in her sixties and this man found her online and he was communicating with her online. And she, he sent her a picture, but she never FaceTimed with him. She never saw a video of him. And he was always um, asking her for money and she was sending it. And it's hard to believe she was a smart woman. She was a professional. She was employed. She was educated. She had grandchildren. And she said, I just can't help it. I just can't help it because I like him and I, I just can't stop myself. And so even though part of her knew she was being scammed, it, this is the power of the seduction because of the way he made her feel. And she, she felt like she needed to feel that way she was still doing it. So I don't have the answers. I'm just fascinated by us as a human species. And, you know, you don't see this kind of manipulation in other species. It's one of the things that's unique to us as humans. So I highly recommend Wondery Persona series. It's called the French Deception that you listen to that and hear about how they did it. They go into great detail about how they got these direct deposits of the, and I don't think he ever went to jail for it either, by the way. So there's a whole mm. lot more to this story. Absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. So wow. that's today's media moment. Yes. Thank you, Robin. And uh, just by way of summing up for us, before we leave you today, this whole topic of nonverbal communication has been our focus today because it is very much a part of the manipulation process. A good manipulator is a good user of nonverbal behavior. And that's, as we pointed out, that little smile, the little nod of the head, the touch on the shoulder, you know, the little scratching their head, mm, or those paralanguage things, mm, oh, all of that stuff, those sounds, those grunts, those noises, a manip manipulator, they have all been planned. They're a conscious effort to contact and control you in the moment that they're doing it. So what we're saying to you is, first of all, be aware that communication is not just words. It is not just the sounds. It's all of those things that you see, you feel, you heard, but there weren't exactly words. There were those grunts and groans. All of those things used by a manipulator are tactics to control you. We want you to remember that your particular way of dealing with it is to think about the fact that your reactions, what they're looking at, your reactions could be coming from your subconscious, things that you don't even think about, things that you haven't even... You know, you're not aware. Oh, and then later, I oh, I did. Oh, I never real. Too late, too late. Be aware of it. Everything communicates something. So when you, you're 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 in doubt about any of it, look the person right in the eye. Well, don't look him in the eye. Actually, look him right between the eyes. Right between the eyes at the the, the bottom part of the the forehead. Look him right at the eye. Look not. See, see, I'm so used to saying that. No, don't look them in the eye. Look them between the eyes and make it a confident stare almost. You can even ask, what did you mean by that? Don't just automatically assume that the feeling you're having is the correct one. Your subconscious controls a lot of emotions and beliefs and values. 
Think about those things. And when you see, and you can practice this with other people. Look at two other people talking. How are they referring to each other? How are they reacting to each other? One does something. How does the other one react? All of this is part of communication and manipulation. We want you to be aware of it. Call it out in the way that we've been talking about. And show the confidence that you have of understanding what nonverbal behavior is all about. And that you're not going to allow it to control you. That's the message that we want to give you that you need to carry to every encounter you have with your manipulator. Bring your confidence with you. And don't even be fooled by the nonverbal things that they say. All right? I'm glad you were with us this week. This was a different kind of a week, and we're glad we're with you. Now, next, next episode, we're going to be talking about something quite different, but really important to you because we're going to be talking about the skills that you need, not the techniques that you will use, but the skills that you need to develop your level of self-protection. And that's what this is all about. Outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time. There are skills that you need to develop, not the techniques. They're part of the skills. Next episode, we're going to be talking about the skills that you need to protect yourself against manipulation. So be with us at that time. And we'll see you then. Until then, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker for Robin Galinsky. Thanks for being with us. And bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time. Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.